myself. I, I, I'm not, not gonna. I'm, <laughs> dude, Luke, you would fucking leave it in. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I'm gonna add in like an elephant sound in there. No? For reference, because Tim hit record after I said it, I said, I gotta blow my nose before we record, and then Tim hit the record button, didn't he? <laughs> Fucking dick. I'm very hey, funny. friends. Hello. Welcome to the Fanatics Podcast, the podcast where once a week me and my best friend and we get together and we watch the Fanatics starring John Travolta, directed by Fred Durst. Timothy, how are you doing today? I am not bad. Uh, I have had a, a a somewhat tough day at work, but you know what? I'm in a good mood. I've got some bubble tea. Now uh, you can watch the Fanatic. Out. Now I've got to watch the Fanatic. Um, are you, what about you? Pretty good. Pretty good. My mood is high today. I cannot wait for this movie to kill that. That's kind of how it goes sometimes. Do you know what it, I was thinking about on the way home? Ideally me. Yes, and this podcast. Because you're always on my mind, Tim. So after this watch, <laughs> there's yeah. only 12 to go. Yeah, I was literally telling my roommate about that yesterday because he's been away for a month. Uh-huh. I've done like four watches while he's been away. And he usually like comes and debriefs me after I've recorded them like because he's interested in it as well. Mm. And he was like, so how many is it left? And I was like, I think 12 or 13. And he was like, holy shit. We're nearly done. Uh, yeah, it's so it's so weird how close we are to being done. So I did something a little bit different this week. And I went on our Twitter yes. and I got some questions from our audience. And I figured it'd be good to kind of read them on the podcast and get a bit of insight and then we'll go into the movie. So we might have a bit yeah. of a longer preamble this week. Yeah, yeah. So, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good idea though, I think. Yeah. Um so we'll start off with we've got four questions from Video Game Club, my other podcast. Um Ah uh, yeah, I saw these. Yeah. So question one Will you do a season two with another movie? Anyone who's been listening to the podcast for the past few episodes know that we are in talks about that. It's it. I, I want to say it's not set in stone, but I think both of us have resigned ourselves to the fact that we're going to take a break and then just do another movie, right? I actually had an idea for a movie earlier. Oh, okay. Do you want me to mention it on stri- on uh, recording now, or do you want me to mention it while we're watching the movie? Let's mention the top of while watching the movie. Let's try and keep it mysterious to the listeners. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, second question from Video Game Club. What's your favourite thing about the movie? Oh, go on, Tim. Uh, I mean, Todd is a highlight. He's very charismatic. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, uh, the bass noise when Hunter signs the shirt. Yeah, Hunt yeah. Moves saying, whoa, one. Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> you love whoa, whoa Nelly, Nelly don't you? so funny to me. <laughs> Every time we watch it, you always go, whoa, Nelly, whoa, Nelly. regardless. <laughs> we, we could be having a conversation, and when that scene plays, Tim will pause in the middle of it, or whatever we were saying, and just go, whoa, Nelly, and then carry on talking. <laughs> Every it's time. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Uh, What's your favorite bit? Anna Golger. Okay. Yep. Uh, I love Anna Golger. She's amazing. Like I've become such a huge fan of her as well. Mm-hmm. Like I listen to her music. I follow all of her social media. Like I am now a huge stan of Anna, not just because she's in this they movie. They call her Stanners. <laughs> Isn't Stan in that one Flight of the Concord song about an evil cowboy? Uh, I'm thinking of the Stairlift. Oh, okay. Well, I was thinking about the Flight of the Concord song about the evil cowboy. Yeah. Um, question yeah. three from Video Game Club. What's your favourite moment of the podcast? Favourite moment of the podcast? I mean, the whole, like I said, the whole Grodnick interview is pretty special considering we had endured 30 weeks of it at that point. Yeah, like the Grodnick interview is an absolutely like a top three moment, probably even top one, but like I think that's kind of low-hanging fruit for a favourite moment. It is, right? yeah. I quite enjoyed writing my haiku poem. That's a good one. Yeah. Do you know, I always enjoy having a guest on because it's always interesting to have a brand new set of eyes on this movie 
that's, yeah, and that's it's, fascinating to me. The two big ones that come to mind there are Shay and Jack, yeah, who had who both not, neither watched the movie or have even listened to the podcast before, so they were beyond fresh when it came to the movie. They, were, they went in completely blind, and Shay obviously yeah. had a great time. Jack had a great time. Yeah, it's weird that people like seem to come into this and watching it with us helps them enjoy it. I think it's and because I think- we're so in depth at this point. We're so far in. We're scholars when it comes to this movie now. It's, it's bad. Now, the last question from Video Game Club is, what have you actually learned to love? That, sorry, have you actually learned to love this movie? So, I, I, I think we both have in our own way, right? So I was saying this to someone at work, because I was talking about the podcast, and they were like, what's your favourite movie? And I was like, well, statistically speaking, it has to be The Fanatic. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> but a part of me, and we've said this before, when this series is over, I think a part of me is going to miss the fanatic. Oh, you know, I've absolutely said that. And I, I've even posited the idea of maybe after a year or two years of not having watched it, we come back and rewatch it for a bonus episode for the podcast yeah. and get like a nostalgic vibe from it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but do you think you've grown to love it though, Tim? I think a part of me has, but not for the movie's credit, for the fact that it's just been a year yeah. of my life. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the, it's almost like Stockholm syndrome. It is, isn't a, it? it is in a way. It is. I have, I've grown to love it, and I, I do genuinely love this movie now. But the the way I can describe it in that, you know, if you're, um, it's like having an asshole cat. Yeah, I was thinking. I was, I was going to say like a, a shitty kid, right? But an asshole cat, same thing, right? You hate it, you don't like it being around, but it's yours and you love mm. it, right? And it, it's been there for you so consistently, and that's what this movie is like. I, I like the idea of the movie more than the movie itself. Now it's been so consistently a part of my life now for thirty nine weeks, yeah, which is more than some of my relationships. Wow. Um, I mean, more than most people. Most people have relationships shorter than thirty-nine weeks. Let's be mm. honest, but um, yeah, it's been there so consistently for so long, and it's just. And I, I do genuinely enjoy getting together and watching it. Now. Yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah. I know we've said this before, but it's almost a sense of normalcy and grounding to the end of the week. Like exactly, no matter how, no matter what happens, no matter how bad things get, at the end of the week, we're still watching the fanatic starring John Travolta. Mm. It's it's something grounding in there. Um, we have two more questions. Okay. The first, it's Alisa from Celestial Shrimp or Shrimp in Space on Twitter. Thank you, Celestial Shrimp. This is, uh, at what point did the, did the delusion set in? I remember vividly what point the delusion set in for me. And I mentioned this on the podcast. It was around episode 20-something. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned to you that we were watching the scene where Hunter accosts Moose after the winding road of confusion. And it's the scene where it's like, I'm assuming my Remington shotgun so far up your ass should be shitting uh, bullets and blood for a week, that one. Mm-hmm. I remember watching that scene with you and going, oh, shit. And you were like, oh, what? And I was like... I remember this. And I, yeah. And I, and I was just like, John Travolta's a really good actor. <laughs> like, And in that, in that moment, for like maybe three seconds, I believed that John was doing such a good job and I loved the character of Moose. And then I snapped out of it immediately and went, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> what did I just think? And that was the moment for me. I remember that very clearly. There's another, there's a second part to this question in that it's, um, what is the I have seen this movie a billion times, it's not so bad point? I, I haven't got there yet. I don't think I'm there yet. No. Think... But when did, did delusions ever start setting in for you, Tim? <sighs> I mean, I think... Because I've gone through peaks and troughs with this movie in several places. And right. 
when I first, in the first like 10, 15 watches, Dora's death was always funny. Yeah. Because it's such a jarring bit of cinematography. Oh, it's, it's so such, out of so nowhere. Jarring. And then it stopped being funny for like 10 weeks or something. And then just at some point, and I don't really know what made it click, just it began being funny again. And I was like, I'm th- having a good I time think, again. I think I can pinpoint that. Go on. Thinking back on it, I think it was after we had Trilby on. Trilby, were, because Trilby, he's got a very distinct sense of humour. Yeah. And I, I enjoy it a lot. It's very dry. Yeah. Um, and I like that a lot. But it probably was that. Because I remember you hadn't laughed at it for a while, and then we watched it, and because I, I keep track of these things, like what you're enjoying in that way. Right? It's one of those things that I just keep in my mind. It's not in my notebook, it's just in my mind, but um, which is probably even creepier. Uh, but I remember Trilby just like absolutely wheezing at it, and then you started joining in, and every week since then, you've been laughing at it. Again. It's, it's a very strange bit of cinematography. It really is. The last question we have here, and I think this is one of the more interesting ones of the lot we've had. If you were the writer or director of a sequel to this mm-hmm. movie, what are your must-haves? Ooh, we're going into some Moscow shit here. So, okay. the drawings, I think. The drawings need to be there. Now, I think the main character of a second movie isn't Moose. No. It's Hunter, right? Oh, you. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. No, okay, okay, so there's two ways you can take this. Fuck. It's a sequel that in no way directly follows the first movie, in that it's about another rabid fan and their obsession with a, a famous person right mm. maybe a musician or something this time yeah and it could even be like a, a groupie girl obsessed with like a musician or something um or you go the the one that i really want and this isn't this isn't if i was directing it but what i would like from a sequel that someone else directed maybe is the aftermath following hunter dunbar and like obviously assuming everything following as a rest goes to court, Moose is now a witness and or maybe even a plaintiff, right? I mean, there's there's a lot that can be done there. And I think the aftermath, there's so much after There could even that be like be a revenge here. plot of Hunter becoming a bit fanatic over Moose and where he is. Oh, oh my God, Hunter becomes the fanatic. Exactly. Dude, I didn't even think about that. See, when you were talking about Hunter at first, I was thinking about maybe doing telling the same story, but entirely yeah. from Hunter's perspective. That could also be interesting. Mm. But I, I quite like the idea of Hunter becoming the fanatic. Yeah, yeah, like the aftermath of in the aftermath of it all, Hunter becomes obsessed with Moose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that, yeah, that sounds like... I would watch that. There you go, those are our must-haves. Not, not, Hunter not and things. the drawings. In software development, Tim, yeah. we have an agile principle called Moscow. Mm-hmm. And Moscow stands for must have, should have, could have, and won't have. So we've got our must haves, Tim. Mm-hmm. What about won't haves? What won't be in the sequel? I feel like Todd and Slim wouldn't make it. Yeah, no, they're not important enough to like the initial plot. Sadly. Jacob, we love you, buddy, but uh, Todd's not de- like entirely relevant i've said it before you could probably take todd out of the movie unless todd is the one feeding hunter information oh could be that's a good like hunter comes to the boulevard one day hearing that moose is often here sees todd performing asks about um you know asks about asks around like oh hey you perform here have you seen this guy and todd's like moose moose that guy's fucking crazy man and then 
and then they, they psych up this weird friendship over like their dislike of moose maybe oh and you know what you could even have a whole thing where moose isn't even revealed he's just amped up and amped up as this crazy hollywood punter like of course well, punters tim i want to put a pin in all of this okay have you ever seen the Rocket Jump podcast Story Break? No. It's incredible, and it's it's a writer's room podcast where they get together and they have an hour to make a whole movie from a prompt, right? Okay. And it's really good. It's got um I can't remember any of their names now. It's just like I just listened to the podcast and but it's like one of them like were YouTube famous. You'd definitely recognize his name. I've just forgotten it for some reason. Sure. Anyway. Look up Rocket Jump Story Break. It's an amazing podcast. I think we should have a bonus episode where we sit down and we just make the second movie. We just plot the sequel. Yeah. Okay. I'm down for that. I, I think we should do because I we've just had so many cool ideas that I kind of just want to do this now. Okay. Yeah, no, we could do that. Huh. Yeah, neat. But thank you for that thank you for that really insightful. That was a question. really interesting question. Uh that's that's Alex, by the way. Uh he's been mentioned before on the podcast. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Alex. Right. Should we get on with the movie? Oh, objectives. We need to talk objectives. Talking objectives. Oh wow. Um, I had an idea, but it's completely gone for I, my mind. I have mine. It's very easy. Uh what would each character have in their Tesco meal deal? <laughs> I think I posted that you to you like a couple of weeks ago after I had the meal deal episode on Sickin and Chillin. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, maybe. Maybe while we were watching it, I was like, uh, "What would every character in your name be?" We've def- we've definitely spoken about this before. Well, that's my that's what I'm rolling with. That's a good one. Um, I'm going to do. Um, I'm looking around my room for inspiration. Um, have we ever done one where it's like, if each of the characters were to play a musical instrument, what would they play? We've done one where they were in a band. Because Hunter, Hunter oh, was the keyboardist yeah. and vocalist. Yeah, yeah, we've, uh, we've already done a band. Okay. Um, I'm going to try and think of something while watching, because I don't have anything in my mind right now. I did, but it's just completely gone. What their beginner so. project in Python would be. Oh, interesting. We're going to go programming with it. Yeah. Okay. Why not? You know, I'll t- I'll take that. What Python's a programming language. I think everyone knows that, yeah. and most people when they're learning it, they'll like write a couple of beginner projects based on things that they like. So yeah, what kind of beginner project they would like to build in Python? Done. Okay, I think I can work with that. All right, perfect. Even better if you could actually make the code. That'd be great. I could probably write the code up for all of them in the time it takes us to watch the probably. movie. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. All right, we should get on with the movie. This has been a fifteen-minute preamble. Wow, this is going to be a long episode. It is, it is. Right, let's crack on with the movie. We'll see you all in an hour and a half. Have fun, friends. Toodles. The Fanatics, episode 39. 39, 39 done. We have 12 to go. That's insane. We've only no, 13. 13 more to go. We've only got to watch this movie 13 more times. I'll be honest, I've said it before, those first 13 episodes went so quickly that I have What's no trouble... episode 6? Episode, don't even get me started on episode 6, but like, it feels like it's just moving so fast now. It's it's going. It's. I think I said this around episode twenty five, twenty six. It's only gotten faster and faster and faster. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. We are definitely mm. going downhill now. Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. Um. 
how are you feeling vibe check vibe check feeling pretty good uh that was actually a good watch this week i think we just had a good time didn't we while we were watching it for sure, for we, sure. We, we've both had a lot happening in our lives this week and like me and tim i think we said it before but we're actually both really good friends old friends like known each other since we were like 16 so a good 13 years now mm-hmm. um which is insane and we don't really talk much outside of this podcast right now do we i mean occasional memes yeah, but like we don't like sit down and just chat, do we? You know. Yeah. And I feel like when we're watching this movie, we kind of catch each other up on our lives, and it's really nice, and I enjoy doing that. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, oh yeah. How did you get on with your objective? I did not. I came okay. up with a couple of ideas for people. Um, so my objective was going to be beginner programming projects that each character would choose. And, like, it's really difficult because when you're a beginner, you're very limited as to what you can do. That could be considered being a beginner, right? Yeah. So I'm probably in the future going to tackle a more of an objective of what a dream programming project might be for each character. But, you know, I I got, for instance, Julio would use Arduino in Python to make a moisture detection program in soil, which is actually really, really easy. It was one of my first projects. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Lee would make, like, a diary app containing the dates of, like, when celebrities are going to be where to so like track it for herself kind of and Dora would have, have like a checklist for like the housekeeping and stuff but otherwise it's really hard to come up with actually good ideas for this kind of thing so i i only got those ideas sadly okay but, uh, i mean Tim, you still came up with the idea of an objective generator which is very funny yeah and a, a generator so i might make over the next week or so program like uh using my own iascript framework which is my own kind of random generation framework to generate yeah. um objectives and for the podcast and then make those my objectives for the next five weeks or so that this generates it could be interesting that could be really funny depending yeah. on what you come up with what you, what you put in there yeah we'd have to come up with some f- pretty funny stuff yeah. Uh, my objective was real stupid. It was what would each character have in their meal deal? And how did your meal deals go, Tim? Uh, I got most of the characters. Nice. I didn't do everyone. I didn't feel like doing everyone. So Moose, I went with a cheese sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, he would have Pepsi because he hates Coke and wants everyone to know it. Uh, does he hate Coke? I feel like he would. Okay. Oh, he's that kind of person. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then he'd have quavers as well. He just likes cheesy things. Yeah. Yeah. Quavers is good. Yeah. Hunter, he would have chicken, bacon, and sausage triple pack. Oh, yeah. Definitely. He would have flavored water. Mm-hmm. And for a snack, he'd have a fruit and nut bar. Uh, with a triple pack, you don't get a snack. The sandwich is both the snack and the sandwich. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Damn. Well,. Mm-hmm. He would pay more. He can afford it. Okay, that's fair, yeah. All right. Leah would get a, a vegan falafel wrap. Ooh. Those are actually kind of banging, though, honestly. They are kind of banging. Like, I actually really like them. Yeah. Um, she would get a innocent smoothie. Mm-hmm. And she would also get a Kinder Bueno. These are ve- That's very, very Leah, actually, yeah. That's a great meal deal choice. Can I would get that. eat a Kinder Bueno? Well, I feel like she would have a Kinder Bueno. yeah. Yeah. She, she's one of those vegans who's like, oh, I make an exception for chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Aaron, a ham and egg sandwich. Yeah. Uh, he would have ready sorted Pringles. Wait, what the fuck? Hang on a moment. Yeah. Okay, at some point when we were watching the movie, Tim said to me, hey, Aya, when you're having a meal deal, what's, what's your like go-to sandwich? And I was like, I guess ham and egg. 
Yeah. So the reason I've done that is because I'm, I was looking for like staple meal deal things. For, uh, so, okay. I, I thought you were just like calling me Aaron for a moment. No, 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 no. Like, okay, I'm just fair. looking for staple meal deal things. Like the, like the first thing that people think of. Okay, that's fair. So yeah, have, so, an, have an egg sandwich, ready sorted Pringles and a full fat Coke. Can you get Pringles in a meal deal? Yeah, absolutely. They do the tiny tubs. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Uh, Todd, he would have a chicken tikka sandwich. Mm-hmm. He would have salt and vinegar crisps, which he would also put in the sandwich. Oh, okay. And he would have a can of Red Bull. That's that's very Todd. Yeah. Uh, Slim would have whatever Todd doesn't eat. Mm-hmm. Because he can't afford it. Yeah. Uh, and Dick would have a packet of Jammy Dodgers, and that's it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Tim, I have a question for you, though. What's that? What would your meal deal be? So, my ideal meal deal... Ideal meal deal. Say ideal that while you drunk. Deal. There you go. Uh... I normally go for tuna mayo, not uh, tuna mayo, prawn mayo. Uh, yeah. Um, for my snack, I tend to go for that low-fat popcorn. Okay. I don't know the name of it. I know the one you mean, though. Yeah, but I, t- I tend to go, I, what, what, whatever flavor is just whatever I'm feeling on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, most times it's sea salted. Okay. Uh, and then if I feel like I'm going to need it, I'll go for a can of Monster, specifically the can of White Monster. Okay. Right? But most times I will go for an Innocent Smoothie, specifically the Strawberry one. Oh, interesting. What about you? So my meal deal, uh, I go Sainsbury's and not Tesco because it's closer. Sure. Um, my meal deal, it depends on my vibe for the day. I'll hi- either have the chicken, uh, the ham and egg sandwich, which I, I'm a fan of. So it's bacon and egg, but I'm a fan of it. Um, or I will go for like a spicy chicken pasta pot. But they've mm-hmm. changed the recipe on those recently. I don't like the new recipe, so I don't go those anymore. Okay. Or, or sometimes I'll go for a southern fried chicken wrap. So like, depends on my mood, it's either the sandwich or the wrap. Um, my drink, very much like you, I think I'll need it. I'll get an energy drink, but specifically it's a Monster Mango Loco, but the best energy drink ever made. You know, I haven't tried that one. I, I just really like the... Um... The, the the white can of monster. Mango Loco, genuinely, Tim, the best energy drink ever made. It's so good. Um, I will give it a try. Or if I'm if I'm having to, or if I'm not going for the energy drink, I'll go for like either um, one of like the Starbucks uh, little Starbucks things, or uh, a flavored water, usually strawberry. And for my snack, would usually be like either Quavers or Skips. Um, you know, something like some like kind of um, fun and flavorful crisps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's yeah. pretty solid. This is a really good conversation about the Fnatic right now. It is, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we need to go through our regular game. So, do you know what? I want, I want to start off with Trapdoor. I had an idea for Trapdoor. Okay. Uh, let's see. I wrote it down. Uh, yes, Moose Child scene. Oh, interesting. So, I'm going to extend this to the cast of The Night of the Living Dead. Oh, even more interesting. Well, I, I, I don't even want to go to the castle of the Night of the Living Dead. Oh, we should express what Trapdoor is. Trapdoor is a game where I present Aya <laughs> with a scene, and I uh, can put a trapdoor under any character's feet and remove them from the scene. I then has to explain how that affects the movie going forward. Yes. Yes. Um, I choose to remove Moose's mum from the scene. Okay. Um, well, how does that affect the movie? Moose has to become more independent, obviously. Um, it means his mum isn't around. He probably has a slightly harder childhood, but grows up maybe more um, disciplined and more respectful. Uh, I get the feeling he had a very spoiled childhood. He has that vibe of a kid who's got everything he wanted from his parents, right? And you see it all the sure. time. Um, like he feels entitled to everything because he got everything he wanted. 
Um, yes. So he probably grew up in like a lot more respectful, maybe just more mature in general. And I get the feeling that this movie just, as a result, wouldn't happen. And really, isn't that what we all want? Uh, to, a, to an extent. Yeah. So, yeah. Moose's mum can go. Okay. Do you know yeah. what? That's, that is completely fair. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, shall we go into Hoover's phone or do you want to do the scene game? Tim, we've got a scene in this movie. Um, we are this coming to the end of this, right? This, one, this is kind of a bittersweet scene, Tim. Is it the last one? Um, not quite, but it's um, next week's actually the last one. This scene uh, is a scene wherein Hunter Dunbar is sat at his door after having kicked Moose out after shooting him and stuff. And he gets a knock at the door. Outside are the police. Uh, anytime. Outside are the police officers and Julio the gardener. And it's obvious that they believe that um, he gunshots have been heard in the house and blood has been seen coming from the door from when Moose left. But what they found in the back garden is a dead body. So they arrest him and pull him into the back of a police car. And I believe the police officer looks a lot like Harrison Ford. He um, does. Tim, you have one tweet to describe the scene. How do you do it? Um, Blade Runner on a budget cut. Oh, interesting. Because Harrison Ford, he plays yeah. a detective. Yeah, 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 I like that. Blade Runner on a budget cut. I like that. Yeah. There you go. That, that's my scene. So next week, then, is the last one. Last one. Uh, I need to figure out what I'm doing with this next. With the last 12 things. Yeah. I think I've got some ideas, admittedly. Um, okay. There are some scenes where... You gave an answer that admittedly I think could have been better or more relatable to the movie. Um, so I might, okay. I might revisit some that like... Oh, no, I might I might revisit some scenes to get like a, a take two on them, perhaps. Okay, sure, sure. Um, or I might, you know... Oh, no, I've had an amazing idea. I'm keeping that one to myself, though. Okay. I think I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to let it be a surprise to you. Okay, that's, okay. that's fine. Like, yeah. keep, keep me thinking. Yeah. Excellent. Right, so let's get into who was phone. Okay. Phone. 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 There is a. Okay, we'll. <laughs> I'll, I'll cut out my track for that part then. <laughs> who was phone? So, there is a scene in this movie, Arya, where Hunter Dunbar is on the phone to someone. Yes. And he on this phone call he says, "No, I'm not going to do that gig. If they're going to make it, if they." Uh, if they're going to keep me away from Danny for that long, they got to come up. they got to make it worth my while. He then says, uh, I miss your mom last week. Then he says, I kissed the maid again. Then he says, uh, I there's a crazy person running around the garden. Call me later. I, uh, who was Hunter Dunbar on the phone with? Who was phone? Hunter Dunbar was on the phone to Hunter Dunbar, but hear me out here. Okay. It's a parallel dimension Hunter Dunbar where he didn't become an actor, but instead became a musician. And they're expl- and he explained to him, of course, that like he's got offered a gig. And he's like, they, they, these two Hunter Dunbars keep in contact with each other. They, they both like to know what their life would have been like if they'd have done the other thing, right? Because he okay. likes music. He's got a piano in his house, right? So um, they... They they keep, keep catch up on their lives now. Musician Hunter Dunbar doesn't have a maid, and actor Hunter Dunbar does. So they talk about how he's kissing the maid. And musician Hunter Dunbar is like, "Oh, you goofball! I'd totally do the same thing though." And musician Hunter Dunbar probably doesn't have a creepy stalker fan, so he catches them up on that. Um, he knows who Brenda is and how she's on one of her tears. But musician Hunter Dunbar actually has a good relationship with Brenda uh, because he's not away on location so much, and he stays at home writing music a lot of the time. They actually have a really caring and you know full relationship. 
And okay. when he says he missed your mum last week, uh, that's because he actually he f- he missed his mum last week, and his mum is their mum, right? They're the same mum, so yeah. He's on the phone to parallel dimension musician Hunter Dunbar. So you're kind of going for the Rick and Morty approach. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. No, I, I can re- I can respect that. I think that's a fun little plot idea. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. That's I just beautiful. I just want to say, like, I thought of that while you were explaining the the phone conversation. It just popped into my head. And I, and I improvised the entirety of musician Hunter Dunbar's life on the spot there. Can I at least get some credit for that? We'll get we'll get a clap. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. Uh right. Uh the only other thing we've got left to do then is the five star letterbox review. Oh really, Tim? Is that what we've got to do? Yeah. Do we have to have a five star letterbox review, do we? We do. We have to have a five star letterbox review. Are you that... stalling for time? Yes. And uh Do you I want start... me to do the plugs while while you find one? No, Tim, what I need to do is talk to you about how I uh, am getting a five star letterbox review. Uh-huh. Okay. This is where you I've... talk about where you're getting the five star letterbox review. I've got one. Okay. I must have already read this one on the podcast. Hang on. I don't think I have. How have I not read this on the podcast? Okay, pitch it to me. I'll let you know if you've read it. It's really... No, I haven't. I don't think I have. There's a lot of emotions happening here. Yeah, okay. You know what? Even if I have read it, it deserves to be read again because it's amazing. So, um, if... And if I haven't... Oh, you're in for a ride. This is a five-star letterbox review from Aaron Barrow, posted on the 19th of January, 2022. Thank you, Aaron. I really hope he references that he shares a name with the character in the movie. <laughs> um, words fail to express the rollercoaster of emotions that I was thrust into on January the 17th, 2022, at approximately 10pm Central Standard Time, when I was introduced to Fred Durst's magnum opus. However, I will try my best to articulate my awe-inspired response as I rack my brain. The Fanatic, released in 2019, is an intricate and deeply moving character study that dares to portray a deeply disturbed individual named Moose, portrayed brilliantly by John Travolta. Travolta's uh, Travolta's performance is multifaceted and in no way offensive or over the top. The Academy Award winner perfectly balances the line between comedic and dramatic, never failing to communicate the intentional emotions to the fully engaged audience. This edge-of-your-seat thriller is riddled with themes of passion, obsession, and furthermore, the consequences of them both. The supporting cast shines, and the voiceover makes perfect sense every time it abruptly interrupts attention-filled moments. Five stars isn't a high enough rating for this one, but it will do for now. Okay. Hmm... In case you couldn't tell, I'm being sarcastic. Oh, really? <laughs> should be the last line of that. Oh, okay. I thought that. I thought you had intentionally left that line out. No, 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 no. Hmm. It's a little hard to convey sarcasm through text. But I think it does a good job of doing so. Yeah. It calls an Academy Award winner. That should give it away. He is an Academy Award winner, isn't he? John Travolta. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I thought he meant in the movie, though. He's an Academy Award winner. John Travolta... Academy Awards. I thought I, I I thought it meant the movie was the Academy Award winner. Either he way, won Best Actor twice. What? One in nineteen seventy eight. Uh, at least. What did he get that for? Had to have been Greece in seventy eight, right? It it has to have been. So he got it in nineteen seventy eight and nineteen ninety five. I'm I'm gonna go Face Off. It could be Face Off. Uh, nineteen seventy eight. Here we go. Uh. Wait, what? I'm very confused. Oh, what's going on? 
the Wikipedia article doesn't appear to have it. <laughs> Maybe you got am it revoked. I, am I looking at? Oh my god! If you t- if you type in Academy Awards for Best Actor, the first thing that comes up is Will Smith's face. Oh my god! Of course, that's very funny. Anyway, uh, I, yes, carry on. That's it. Um, I guess my name is Aya at TechWifu on Twitter. You can mm-hmm. follow me there. Instagram, Twitch at IAPK. You can add me in Old School RuneScape at TechWifu if you really wanted to. And you can listen to my other podcast, Skilling and Chilling, over on Spotify as well. Tim, where can they find you? So you can find me on Twitter and Twitch and Instagram at Wembembo. Uh, you can find me on my other podcast, Video Game Club, where it's a fortnightly discussion where my brother, Joey, my friend Slade, and I get together every two weeks to discuss video games, not too dissimilar from a book club. At the time of this recording, our one-year anniversary will have just come out. Oh, nice. Um, and that's for The Wolf Among Us. Damn. Um, so that's exciting, with the next game being Dragon Ball Fighters. Oh, I bet you're excited for that. I am, but uh, I know Slade is going to hate every minute of it. (laughs) Hell yeah. Yes. Uh, Right, let's go ahead and round off the episode. What are we doing this time next week? Uh, Well, before this week and next week, uh, I'm going to go on an adventure. And I I will present the results of that adventure to you next week when I present to you the actual real-life Holy Grail that I discovered in a large cave somewhere in South Africa. Weird. Wow. I know, but that's what's going to happen. That's crazy. Yeah. Right, All see right. you guys next week. See you next week, everyone. Bye, Bye.